welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is show number 196 for the week of January 23rd, 2012. Welcome, everybody. Uh, joining us again this week uh, from Skype is Doug, and Doug's going to tell you what we're doing this week. Hey, everybody. We are going to be this week in uh, back in Universal Studios, Islands, Islands of Adventure, and no, we will not be in Harry Potter. Uh, we actually are going to be over in Seuss Landing and hanging out with the kids at the High in the Sky Seuss Trolley Train Ride. So it's kind of a cool little attraction there, uh, something that... Uh, actually offers you some neat views of the park so uh we're going to talk to you a little bit about that maybe uh, throw in some other things and uh that'll wrap up things for this week so we'll be right back Hey everybody, if you're planning on booking a trip uh, to maybe Fantasyland, which will be opening, uh, completed and opening, uh, I think around the end of this summer, you can give Roy a call at 855-441-4414. You can also catch up with him at our Book It tab at theseamazingplaces.com. We also have several places that you can uh, stay in touch with us. First place is at email. Uh, you can email us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. You can also catch up with our photos and short videos at flickr.com slash photos slash theseamazingplaces. You can also catch up with us on YouTube. We've added quite a few new videos lately on YouTube. Uh, let's see, that will be at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces. Catch up with us on Twitter at amazingplaces. On Facebook at facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces. On Ustream at ustream.tv slash channel slash these hyphen amazing hyphen places. And we also have a Disney only website for any of you who just really want to listen to the Disney stuff and uh, maybe not catch up with us on the others. Uh, that is the uh, themousemoment.com. And you can also catch us here pretty soon. You'll catch me in the parks streaming live at theseamazingplaces.com slash live uh, dot ASP. Anyway, and you'll also see me put up some uh, stuff on Twitter that uh, we'll announce when I'm getting ready to stream. So that's it for now, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Um, first off, I have to apologize. It sounds like I caught something. Yes, I did. Luckily, it is not something that has knocked me out and drug me down. <laughs> but it's make, it sounds worse than it really is. So it's just a cold that caught to my throat. And um, yeah, so if, if I, I don't talk as much or if I don't talk as well, I apologize right off the beginning. Doug, you're going to have to take the rest of the show. All right. See you later. <laughs> Okay. Well, for once, my dogs aren't barking, oh, yeah. and it sounds like now uh, Adam has a frog in his throat, so... <laughs> yeah, seriously, anyway. so... Anyway, all right, so, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're we going to speak here for a little while about the uh, High in the Sky Trolley train ride, Seuss Trolley train ride. It's actually, uh, I think Seuss Landing is actually a very cool section of the park, uh, especially for kids. Um, we can go through some of the particulars about this. It's actually in Seuss Landing. 
Uh, they do have a 34-inch height restriction. Uh, it is an outdoor ride, even though basically a lot of the ride itself is not going to be outdoor, uh, including the queue, which we'll speak about a little bit more. Uh, the ages are four through six years old. I actually saw some stuff there, too, where somebody on there said, can I take a three-year-old on it? And they said, yeah, you just have to make sure that they don't slide out. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> so anyway, four to six-year-old, seven years and up. I don't really know what all that means, but I think that there were some small kids on it when we were there that day. I think that there's nothing, as far as I can think of, there was nothing that would have been frightening uh, to, to a child about this ride, uh, no. other than maybe the height of the track. Yeah. So... Yeah, definitely. Anyway. I would definitely say, yeah, um, it's a Seuss book. It's based on a Seuss book, so you're going to get that kind of stuff. Nothing is dark. Nothing is um, jumps out at you. Nothing's spooky. Um, yeah, of the lightest of the rides that you can think of. In fact, this ride is probably, would you say, Doug, that this one is probably even better than the Cat Hat ride that's in the dark? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because... Because I think that the views that you get from her are incredible. And and we'll have a lot of those views you're going to be able to see uh, up on our Flickr site. We I actually took quite a few pictures from this thing. Uh, one of the views is really cool that you'll be able to see the top of the the castle over in uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You'll see one of the spires kind of from it. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's actually a pretty good view because I don't... Other than riding like one of the roller coasters, you don't really get a, to get up that high in the park. Plus, this is slow moving, so right. you get better views just just overall, just being there. So yeah. So let me uh, read like a little description that um, that Universal has up on their side about it. It says this on this twin track ride, you will take a gentle journey high above the colorful rides and attractions of Seuss Landing. Uh, one track of the trolley even circles around the inside of the Circus McGurkis Cafe, and you'll hear that in the recording when they say Circus McGurkis, um, which is technically what is Circus McGurkis, Adam? You know, I don't know. It's, it's from it's their book. It's just like a restaurant, it? correct? Oh, but okay. The cafe is just like a restaurant. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. yeah, actually, I ate in this. It's just a restaurant. Yeah. It's okay. just a quick so service. Basically, you can so. ride through there and just wave at people as you go through. Um, but so, there's theming yeah, behind it though too, um, yeah. Because the theme of it is you're on in a circus tent, and you're kind of like you see like the um, acrobats, uh, like the apparatus for the acrobats swinging up there, and I think there's characters actually. Uh, obviously, they're permanently mounted up there. They're not like they're doing anything different. Actually, they may have been moving. I don't even remember this. I should have looked back on the video to make sure. But anyway, yeah, it's a restaurant. And, so. Okay, so yeah. anyway, um, and then they go on to say, as you wait to board the trolley, you'll follow the wonderful story of the Sneetches uh, featuring Sylvester McMonkey McBean. One track continues the story of the Sneetches, while the other track gives you the ABCs of Seuss Landing as you pass overhead. It's great for great fun for the whole family, and it, it actually is. Uh, and then I yeah. did write, yeah, you actually, what I just said, you get great views of the park, and you all see, also see Hogwarts Castle yeah. from it, uh, amongst a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. And I forgot that there actually is two versions of this ride, so obviously we only rode it once, so you're only going to get the one, one version, right? Yeah, but I still think, well, and I don't know, without doing the other version, the version that we did has great scenery on yeah. the outside portions of the track. Yeah. And we actually, I do have pictures from the, the car riding along and then pictures from the ground to show you the height of the track. Yeah. I'd say probably, 
would you say the track's 40 feet off the ground? Um, close. I mean, it depends because there's certain sections the track, for the most part, doesn't move up and down, but then the ground below, well, it varies because, you know, it's below in the theme park area. So, yeah, but... Um, okay, so anyway, um, we're just going to jump into the queue here. We'll go through a little bit of what it's about. Uh, I put some stuff in here uh, about the queue. Um, I basically wrote uh, the open... Uh, the queue is an open air, uh, but under roof. Uh, waste can be very long and hot if it happens to be a hot day. Uh, inside, there's a structure that has gears and mirrors and clock hands on it. And it actually looks at the top like a, a mobile. Anyway, the kids actually can look at themselves in the mirror. They'll watch this stuff kind of go on. Uh, you're going to be standing on, a, on a, a concrete platform that actually is at an angle because you're ascending as you're going into getting making your way to the ride which can make it uncomfortable for a lot of people because you're always standing at that slant. Uh, kids are probably going to want to sit on the concrete as you go along because the waits could be up to 60 minutes to get onto this thing. At the top, it looks like a mobile that you, mobile that you would see above like a crib for a baby. And as that mobile thing, the arms on it or whatever stretch out, they hit bells, they interact with a lot of other stuff along the way um, that cause bells to go off, cause all kinds of little sounds, things to drop, stuff like that is always going on above your head. It's cool for a little while, uh, but I'll play some. I may attach it to the end of this show, but you can hear that it's pretty much a constant. It becomes a repetitive thing. If you're standing there for an hour listening to that, um, it begins to probably kind of drive you out of your mind, but uh, but maybe not so much for the kids. Well, there are also brightly colored things all around them to kind of continually get their attention. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're standing in an hour waiting for this line, uh, it might not be worth it. <laughs> right. I mean, right, and somebody I did would, say that if you wait over yeah. 20 minutes, this is like a four to five minute ride. Yeah. If you wait over 20 minutes to get on this thing, it's not worth the wait. Yeah, I would say definitely come back and check it out. Um, we actually know. saw that, though, too. Do you remember? I mean, the lines were really long. Yeah. At first, and then as soon as we saw where they had shortened up, Adam and I decided, let's hurry up and get on this thing. And we still waited probably 20 minutes. Yeah. 20, 25 minutes yeah. to get on it. So, yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, at the same thing, like Adam and I always say, bring some snacks, bring some water. If it's hot for your kids, to just kind of keep them occupied while you wait. Yeah, and it's definitely, like we said, um, the other Seuss, the other Seuss ride, Cat in the Hat, is inside, and so the queue is inside, and it's you get a little bit of a break inside. Um, this one, yeah, it's yeah. not near though, and we'll play. We're gonna do that the Cat in the Hat ride at another time, right? And it was fun, but it is not near. I don't think as engaging as this. Yeah, uh, just because of the outdoor scenery. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and it truly, I kind of felt like this is kind of like I, if I had to compare it to something, I'd say it's kind of like the. Uh, TTA in Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. But I would say close, but at the same time, it catches little kids' attention more because yeah. of the whole cat in the hat, Seuss stuff. Or not cat in the hat, but the Seuss stuff because it's, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, and you have like the little uh, audio sayings and the visuals as you move through. Right. And you have some of that stuff, of course, in the Tomorrowland, but it's much more, um, what does I want to say, static kind of. Which is makes it more of like an adult themed thing for the TTA. Right, right, exactly. And so, and plus, this is based on a book, so of course. Would you, do you think too that would you say that this moves slower? 
than the, than TTA? the TTA? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh. That's what I'm thinking, too. Because mm-hmm. we had a lot of time. I had a lot of time, I remember, just to snap pictures as we moved along. I didn't feel hurried to get anything in. Yeah, well, the TTA moves fast and slow at different parts, but yeah. this one seemed to be consistent throughout the whole thing. So, yeah. but Yeah, and so... And technically, I mean, before or after you get off of it, stop in at Circus McGurk's and get a bite to eat. You can do that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to do, though, also in, in Seuss Landing. Yeah. I'd like to talk about Seuss Landing, too. Um, I, I, we probably should have started that at the beginning of the show, but um, do you want to continue on into the yeah. actual attraction let me, first? Yeah, let me add, like, a couple more things here about okay. the attraction, too. That's fine. And I only, only because I heard this. Uh, if you or somebody in your party has a birthday coming up or it is your birthday tell the ride operator or somebody thereabouts and they actually will announce it and have a big woo-hoo, woo-hoo, oh yeah woo-hoo, woo-hoo. i remember that you know, yeah yes, I remember yeah that. Mm-hmm. and so and i'll throw that audio in there just so people can hear it i usually try to keep in as much audio as i can without you know just feeling like okay there's nothing going on here and uh anyway so they'll announce it to the crowd um when you get onto this thing basically it's going to use a lap bar that you have to lower down uh, of course, you know, I mean, if you have a child and you have an adult, the child's going to kind of be loose in that uh, behind that lap bar because it's never going to fit as tight against uh, uh, as tight against the child as it's going to fit against the adult. But maybe we should talk about the car itself. These cars, yeah. actually, two adults, we sat next to each other in it, and they had their own each individual bucket seats, didn't they? Yeah, and they also have like a circus kind of like top. Yeah. Like it does look like a trolley. So yeah. if it's raining, the thing could technically, as long as it's not pouring, right. it could still run. Right. But at the same time, what I'm thinking is these things are pretty confined and closed in. So even though if, if it is a little kid that can't fit in the lap bar all the way, it's it's not like you're under safety right. problems. Like because you're out the side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Um, anyway, yeah. So when I did put in here, you know, the ride um, moves slowly. It's easy to get pictures. It's easy to hear the sounds of what's going on. It's easy to do video if you want to do this um, because of how kind of slow the thing moves along. You're going to be about 40 feet off the ground. You'll see that in the pictures. Um, I would say if somebody has a minor fear of heights, I think that uh, they're probably going to be okay with this. There's enough stuff, you know, and you don't feel mm -hmm. like you're so far off the ground. Yeah, I guess it depends because obviously, I mean, certain, certain height, fear of heights can be certain you know, some people, if you're standing out on the edge of a building and you're looking over, that's different. Um, but this, you're under a track. It's moving slowly. You're confined by all the apparatus around you. It might actually be safer, feel safer than just walking because it's not free-floating. It doesn't feel like you're free-floating or anything like that. So, sure. yeah. No. And also, I stuck in here um, that this would probably be a cool attraction at night. Because of the lights and everything, first of all, it's going to cool the queue down for everybody to get in. Um, but the lights and stuff that you might see around the parks would be awesome. Yeah, I would say yeah, for sure on that. So. But the night thing always becomes a problem there because the park closes at, what, 9, I think, even at its latest? Um, sometimes. I think 10 has been the latest I've seen in the okay. summer or something. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, so. Then again. So don't forget the uh, Hollywood Horror Nights. I mean, those things. Right. The park is open till like midnight or later. So, but yeah, that's so it. that might be the time to check it out. Uh, also, I mean, obviously, Adam and I did it during the day. Uh, I just think, yeah, if you could see the lights from that, it would open it up even to visually. It would be even more incredible just to check out. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay, so you wanted to go into Seuss Landing? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. I, I feel like I'd like to cover a whole show on it eventually, especially yeah, with my, my voice the way it sounds today. I can't cover it. <laughs> when I, <laughs> I won't be able thought to about much. throwing other audio in about the little things that we hit up on in Seuss Landing, but that's what I thought. We would do a whole show on it to kind of introduce it at some point. Yeah. I guess the only thing to say about it that I would like to say is that um, it's closer to the front of the park, and it is also... Um, very it's more about seuss than anything of course because it's all about seuss so if you ha are a fan at all of the seuss books and all his things there's knickknacks and little things hidden all over the place there's uh i remember moose juice do you remember seeing moose juice over there yep. at, the, at the concession stand um, yeah that's a little thing there was speakers doing little things reciting parts of his books there's the cat in the hat ride there's this there ride too all over the place that or reciting, like as we, I think I even did it when we did like the walkthrough show to where yes. we were coming through there. Yep. I was reading off little pieces as we'd pass certain signs. Yes. And the music, the music was nice. Yeah. It was real quirky, but at the same yep. time, in fact, it reminded me of Danny Elfman music, you know? Yep. Yeah. That, that yeah, which is that circusy kind of, um, mm -hmm. well, it is, it matches up to the Sioux stuff really well. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's an area in Seuss which is similar to what we covered over in um, the kids zone over in the other Universal Park. Yeah, and Curious George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's sort of yeah. like that, and it's it's for real, really, really, really young kids that you can take them to, and it's not like, um, hey, we don't have anything for our kids to do while our teenagers go to Harry Potter. You know, we can take our small kids to this area and check out this attraction. We check out this land, all that stuff. So, um, but I, I was just going to say, Seuss, just Seuss in general in that area is just, just huge and awesome and great. And, and it's I, very I really clean too. I remember walking mm. through there and I was shocked and not just by clean, but I mean, vibrant and bright colored and very clean and smooth linear to nice lines and how everything's designed and placed together. I yeah. was really impressed with that. I was never like, I don't know, I, I mean, even though I grew up around Sioux stuff, I was never that crazy about it. But I, when I saw how they designed this section of the park, I really felt like they had maximized what you could do with it. Yeah. The other thing that's cool is this ride that we're talking about, the trolley ride, it wasn't even built when the beginning of the park, you know, was built. So they added this trolley ride on top, which, of course, it makes sense, put it up high, fit it in, and it works better. Yeah, and this know. actually, we didn't say that, did we? It didn't open until 2000. No six yeah so it's yeah. not an old attraction yeah so it might be popular because of that because i don't know people may not go to this park every five years or so often i don't know maybe you go more often than that but, or maybe you've never been there and you maybe you've never ridden it so um but anyway it is definitely something for the kids to hit for sure and the family to enjoy uh, so anyway. yeah especially for little kids you could spend a lot of time uh in this area of the park i think without them being bored yeah oh for sure and it's not uh, not just getting on and off attractions either there's just so many weird little things that are around that will get their attention like footprints yes across the area uh -huh. from whatever has drifted out of there you know whatever seuss character has drifted out of there yeah and of course there's always an explanation about it yeah yeah, that was I forgot about that, and we I think we mentioned that in the in our walkthrough audio. At least I remember looking at it and thinking about it. So, but anyway. Yeah, wasn't that section like if I ran a zoo or something yeah. like that? Yeah, based on yeah. that book. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah.
cool. Okay, so I, I at least wanted to say that much before we just jumped onto the ride here. I know that we don't have a lot to talk about in terms of this ride, but I think the audio will give you a good idea of what it's like. Um, if you hear open air stuff with not a lot going on, that's the area where we're actually like riding out over top of things. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. Uh, you know, I'll try to throw, uh, like I did on the last show, I'll try to find some other little bits of audio and I will throw them in at the end of the show. Awesome. I know we have a ton more because uh, we were just walking around this area, but... Uh, and the other thing too about this land is that it's a good it's usually where people cut through to get to Harry Potter you know they go this direction and up so. yeah um, yeah you're right I mean well you kind of have to make your way through there yeah mm. so and we kind of ran through it and then made our way back yep yep because you know we were in a hurry to get to Harry Potter and find out the forbidden journey was down <laughs> and then to go get lost in Discovery Island yeah or really whatever it was <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park. That's what it was in that area. Yeah, yeah that's that's why that T Rex came out and almost bit my head off and stuff. Yeah. And we were like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, well we'll throw All the right. audio in here and uh, we'll be right back. All right. think such a thing wouldn't matter at all. But because they had stars, the star-belly sneeches would brag, We're the 
best kind of sneak down the beaches. For the rest of the day on those wild, gleaming beaches. Fix it up, Captain. Fix it up, Snitches. Then when every last cent of their money was spent, the fix it up, Captain. And he went. <laughs> and he laughed as he drove his car up the beach. you guys enjoyed that audio and i hope uh yeah hopefully that represents what we talked about and hopefully that makes sense uh, i know sometimes the audio does not translate well i've said this before but um yeah it's a fun ride to check out if you have an opportunity and doug maybe you can comment too well there's we a lot of video out there on youtube uh, it's not yeah. from us but there's videos out there all over the place if you need to visually see kind of outside of the pictures that we have if you want to visually see kind of what it's like yeah well i'm even thinking in terms of touring this park um i know that we've talked about this being a one-day park and you know if you hit it in the morning and go through the evening so if that's one day a one-day park i mean you're spending i don't know 20 percent of your day in seuss landing maybe so yeah well and you're i think you're right if you have younger kids uh, and older kids, the older kids can go to uh, a lot of the older kids stuff and it does give something to keep the younger kids uh, entertained um, you know as well as I know in Harry Potter, visually to older kids it's pretty cool and it might be the younger kids but those streets are tight yes. and so um, for a young child who's kind of down there, you know, below everybody they're going to feel like they're in a herd it's true. Well, and the fact that it's more popular now than anything. Yep. So yeah. you are walking through a crowd. And Harry Potter doesn't necessarily hit the young crowd. I don't know. I don't know no, how many kids right. that are real young yeah. are going to be into Harry Potter and stuff like that. So, But but Seuss is a different story. You can start Seuss when they're, you know, six months old, actually. And yeah. they, they and could grow you know, up listening if, to if it. If you so. haven't read it to them or you haven't shown them some of that stuff, uh, you could actually do that before you go to take the trip. Yeah. It's a good idea. Get them familiar with it, and it'll actually help them experience the, the fun of being there and all that stuff, too. So, Yeah. Yeah, they probably know more about it than, than even what I did heading in. Yeah. I was familiar with Cat in the Hat, and past that I was looking for, like, uh, Scrooge. Yep. <laughs> Not yep. Scrooge, but uh, what is it? The Grinch. Yeah, go, the Grinch. Grinch. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. so most of it I still found entertaining, but I didn't know the stories that well. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Well, we have one more show to release, and actually next week's show is going to be released um, the day Doug arrives in Walt Disney World, right? Actually, it'll be the day before. The day before. It'll release okay. on the 30th, and I will get there on the next morning. Okay. Morning, afternoon. So, All right, cool. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll throw some more details as to what's going to be happening 
on to that next show. Yeah, and I'll have my voice back by then, hopefully. So we'll have a little bit more uh, to talk about in terms of that. And we'll hit back to Walt Disney World there and talk a little bit more about it. And then we'll come back with some more shows uh, once Doug returns. Um, but I do want to say a big shout out to my sister. Thanks so much for bringing me. Uh, she brought me back uh, to so a blueberry muffin from Walt Disney World and a pumpkin juice from Harry Potter. And I haven't, uh, I've of course, eat the blueberry muffins already, but they are really good. They were really good. Um, but the pumpkin juice, I think I'm going to save it for show 200 and maybe we'll do a Ustream or something if, you know, whatever. It's just pumpkin juice from Wizarding World, but something fun to do just for the heck of it on the show. Um, I've had it before. It's good. Um, but anyway, yeah. we can talk more yeah, about too it. Bad we can't, too bad we can't find a way to bottle the, um, uh, well, you didn't like it, the butterbeer. Yeah. So you did like the pumpkin juice more, so it works out well. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm not a carbonated beverage person. But yeah. yeah, neither was I almost. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you get turned upside down and spun around and everything in Forbidden Journey after drinking two of those things. Yeah. yeah it's not a real good idea. Yeah, no, no. All right, everybody. Okay. Hope you guys have a great week and hope you're doing well and hope you're staying warm. And we'll hope to catch up with you another time. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2012. Thanks for listening. Really cool, just passing through Zeus Landing still. Think left and think right, think low and think high. Oh, the things you can think up if only you try. Bye bye. We're walking out of Zeus Landing.